You're tuning in to Neurodiversity, a podcast for neurodivergent adults and the people who love them. Please note that this podcast does not substitute medical or professional diagnosis and advice. Hey y'all, welcome back to Neurodiversity. It's me, Jasmine. All right, let's just jump right into it. So last episode, I defined defined autistic burnout for you and uh, just told you a little bit, set up the story, set up the stage um, to talk about my experience with autistic burnout. So I talked about my year 2020 first, which um, I was not in burnout, autistic burnout at that time. Um, Actually, personally, 2020 was a good year for me. Um, so just to recap a little bit, um, the, the definition of autistic burnout, according to, um, Dr. Dora Raymaker and colleagues is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic life stress and a mismatch of expectations and abilities without adequate supports. It is characterized by pervasive long-term, typically about three or more months, exhaustion, loss of function, and reduced tolerance to stimulus. All right, so from their clinical research, that is the definition that they gave. Um, I'm going to just read you a couple of descriptions given by um, participants who are autistic um, from that same study. Just in case you're like, what does that even mean, right? <laughs> um, which I will also explain specifically with me, like, breaking it down, like, my loss of function, reduced uh, stress to tolerance, and uh, obviously chronic fatigue. So, um, so one description from a participant reads, I've had people say to me many times over the years, but why are you so tired? What have you been doing? The brutal truth is that for an autistic person, simply existing in the world is knackering. Never mind trying to hold down a job or have any sort of social life. Many of the standard recommendations for improving mental health, that's in air quotes, (laughs) such as seeing more people in real life, spending less time on the internet, sitting still, and being air quote calm, simply make matters worse. We need a lot of downtime in order to recover from what, for most folks, are the ordinary things of life. Another participant said, Autistic burnout is a state of physical and mental fatigue, heightened stress, and diminished capacity to manage life skills, sensory input, and or social interactions, which comes from years of being severely overtaxed by the strain of trying to live up to demands that are out of sync with our needs. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Um, yo, my voice is still struggling. I've been better, but still kind of sick for like a week now. Um, all right. So those are some definitions. Just to recap that again with my year of 2020, so what I had been going through that year, like the pandemic, obviously, um, for me, that meant that I had to redesign my career and like move services to telehealth, which was really a blessing, honestly, um, but a, a labor of love. Um, I started my own business, um, also therapy, but before I was contracting 
and now I also am I also started my own practice I went through a breakup followed a few months later by like a fallout with that same person I just really like tapped into like my hobbies bag and like really started to figure out like what I like to do it was like a year of self-discovery a lot of self-healing um and got into my entrepreneurial bags so, like I said I started a business and then I um started to or I prepared to do some marketing because I think in the last episode I told you that I was doing marketing but I didn't in 2020 um it wasn't until the end of the year that I had began to put that in motion and then in 2021 is when I actually started to do the marketing so I'm about to get into a little bit of that um but yeah so 2020 like I just felt like I had things to prove I was out here just like air quote like hustling inside myself <laughs> if that makes any sense um and it was just like big Virgo like legacy Beyonce vibes of like I'm here to like figure me out and do shit and like I don't know just like live my best life right all right so that was that so let's move on to 2021 so with 2021 that in 2021 I finally like broke down and what I would call the great unmasking <laughs> um but my burnout didn't really hit me until like towards the end of the year like around July or August um so in the beginning of the year though like I was struggling like I, w I was having a lot of fatigue with starting um as I moved into online marketing and so like I started out with Instagram like most people do Again, I got big Virgo energy. <laughs> so, like, I am so... I can be. I'm not always. But I can be, like, super thorough. And, like, I want to know the ins and outs and the details of everything before I act. Um, not always a plus. So, I was, like, designing content, like, organizing content, like launching content and like trying to figure out how to strategically do that like you know researching how to use like design apps and things like that um just like reading like how to be successful at you know instagram social media marketing and you know interacting with other clients or not clients but other people online your peers and things like that so i'm like taking all this in i'm trying to execute that and do it like the right way right um at the same time I had about like this was January February I had about like 18 to 25 ish clients I was seeing like on a weekly basis um and I was I was woo, by the end of February I was I was done I was depleted um so that really took a toll on me and even during that time I think like the burnout was, was 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 it was kindling it was creeping up because like during that time like I was just I was melting down more like crying more and just like not able to yeah just really keep up with my life outside of work like not functioning I'm not keeping up with the paperwork that I need to keep up with um and then like as the year kept progressing 
you know, I was also doing, like, other social media stuff, like, email campaigns, because, like, that's what the internet was like, yeah, okay, you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, but, like, what if the surfers go down? You need an email campaign. I'm, like, digging into all of that, and it's, like, you know, you need, like, these sequence of emails and magnet leads and, like, all of this stuff, right? And then I'm, like, okay, well, maybe, too, like, I could just do, like, a newsletter to keep people engaged, and so, like, I'm doing all of this over like the first half of the year at some point in there too like I was like dating a little bit or trying to (laughs) um and like dating's hard for me it really is um so that's like a lot of energy socializing a bit um I'm still in my community um organizing work so I was still leading the task force at that time and also on another um community group um and like to to lead that body of people which was such an honor and like I honestly killed it eh? (laughs) um but to do that was like it was taxing but like not in a bad way it was just that like I needed a lot of time to like research what was going on to like look at different cities and different um models around anti-racism and like organizing that they have done like I needed to meditate and like really sit about like sit and see where I stood on certain issues and like you know what my intentions were you know what I pulled from that stuff how I could communicate it to others you know um yeah and so like it was just taking a lot of time and like I couldn't even um it got to the point where I just like wasn't even keeping up at my house anymore like I like it was always just like hella dishes and just so chaotic and things like that and so if um people who know me <laughs> you know that I'm like a messy person I've gotten better just want to just put that out there like I have gotten better at my organizational skills I've been working hard over the last year um but like I am like a messy person but like it was like it was it was extreme it, it was ta- it, it was a lot like it was so bad to the fact that like one time when my sister and like her ex came over um I wasn't even home but they had just popped up randomly and like I guess he told her like something like I wasn't okay like something was wrong with me <laughs> um at my house looked like that and he was right he was definitely right um so yeah I was doing that um so let's like kind of jump in like to closer to that to the to the great unmasking right and just like I'm gonna take a pause like I have anxiety a lot of times or just feel self-conscious about telling stories because like I'm honestly not a super great storyteller there's a lot of moving parts to stories and just like keeping up with people's names and times and putting in order and like climax and and punchlines and I don't know like I just I don't know I'd be trying but (laughs) so bear with me if it doesn't come out in you know a very poetic form but it is what it is um so come July like I had just like kind of finished like setting up my email campaign and stuff still seeing a bunch of clients but like not as many as I was like earlier in the year um so I had titrated down a bit I was getting pumped getting I was I was pumped I was planning to um 
I was getting ready to go to my 30th birthday, like celebration. So I had um, planned to go to LA and Seattle for like the course, like about two weeks or whatever, um, to just like visit some friends and kick it and like celebrate turning 30, right? So I was pumped for that. And then suddenly like towards the middle of July, I was still pumped, but I had a lot of anxiety. Like I started getting so much anxiety around the trip and like for multiple reasons. So, you know, part of it was just a lack of like clear communication on my part and like boundaries. Part of it's like my own difficulties with just executive functioning, like planning a vacation is a lot of work. Um, and so like I had some parts planned, but like not other parts really. So like, you know, I knew when I was going to Seattle, like I was going to like stay with my friend Amanda for a while. My sister was going to meet me. We were going to like go to some tree houses, but like coming into Seattle, like, well, I didn't pay attention to like my flight, like got there at like midnight or something like that. And then I was like, well, what if there aren't lifts or whatever? I didn't really know how to navigate that. And then I was like, I didn't know. I just like realized like, well, damn, like if I get an Airbnb, like I'm going to spend like all this money to stay there for what, like five hours or something like that. I wasn't feeling that. So then like eventually like I reached out to like my homeboy, Eric and hey, Eric. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, he was like, well, he's like, you could stay with me, like blah, 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 blah. But like we hadn't necessarily like planned it out planned it out and then like I hadn't heard from him in a little while and that really set me off like while I was on the vacation and like I think contributed a lot to like me going home but like I also wasn't um I wasn't very vocal like you know like it was kind of like I I had this anxiety and like this self-consciousness of like being too much and a lot of like neurodivergent people would carry that and so like I didn't want to like press him if like he like was busy or like didn't want me to say or like whatever um you know where I could have just like called him and be like yo like I didn't hear back from you in my text like what's up like um but that's not where I was at that point so like that was some of the things like kind of causing me anxiety I also had anxiety like I was supposed to like kick it you know what I'm gonna talk about this person quite a lot and I don't know if they want to be associated with the story publicly so I'm going to give them a pseudonym we'll call him Nikki so like me and my homie Nikki like we've been cool since I don't know like 10th grade so but we hadn't like we got <laughs> we we hadn't talked in a few years and several years due to a falling out um but like we had like got back um to talking like in 2021 or whatever and then like now here I was like coming out to LA I was gonna visit whatever and like I was just like unsure about like just the like the nature of the relationship and like I'm not a go with the flow kind of person <laughs> I'm just I'm not <laughs> like and so like but I also like at that time was ignoring my own boundaries like being honest about that and like you know calling out shit that I didn't like in the moment um instead of trying to be like cool and like you know like all this hot girl rhetoric and like you're not stressing and like, like so I was I was just like setting myself up for failure there so then like I had like some anxiety about that and just like 
asking for like simple favors from him um which he like offered anyway in the end but like I like wanted to know sooner um so that was like giving me anxiety like I had so much anxiety like around routines like all of a sudden I was just like I don't have any like routines or systems in my life and like I'm trying to pack oh also like yeah things I ordered didn't get shipped in time anxiety um and like I was just like well like what's my makeup routine like what makeup should I pack like I don't even know like you know where to begin really um and I felt like I had to just like kind of like invent myself like in the moment or something like that if that makes sense like I I couldn't function like I wasn't able to like function normally like I mean I'm not a very I'm not a routine person (laughs) I like routines I need routines but like because I have ADHD I have trouble executing those routines or like setting them up for myself again getting better with that um so yeah, like, I was, like, stressed out about that, like, I was, like, stressed out about, like, not having a specific, like, fashion style all of a sudden, in fairness, like, I had been in the house, like, for, like, a year, and I don't know, like, I guess I forgot how to get dressed, <laughs> um, so, like, I was just, I was, I was on one already before I went, but, you know, I took it in stride, I was, like, whatever, it's gonna be fine, like, you know, I went out there, um, and so, like, Nikki, I, I, I met up with Nikki first, like, that was the first person I saw on my vacation or whatever, and, like, we were, like, kicking it, having a good time, um, and, like, I just slowly, all over the course of, like, 36 hours, like, like, built up so much, um, like, just, like, overwhelm that I essentially, like, had a panic attack, um, so, like, I just kind of started with just, like, little things. I know these things are, like, so silly and, like... Or they may sound silly, right? Um, but, like, like Nikki doesn't like shoes in his house. Like, um, which is something I wasn't used to because, like, I didn't I didn't care about that at my last apartment or whatever. And, like, I kept forgetting to take my shoes off. And, like, I just felt like such a fuck-up. Like, like, I... Um... I, like was just like struggling to follow like a number of like, the stories he was telling me about his life and like I was interested and like I cared but like I couldn't keep up and some of it was just like because of like changing not necessarily changing stories but like the one of the ways my brain works is like I really need to like understand a lot of details to like make it make sense um so like you might say like Ah, oh, like so and so was mad, but like if I don't really like know why, then I might not be as engaged in the story, or like I I won't I don't necessarily have like a personal stake in it if that makes sense. And like you know, when you have conversations with people, especially people that you're close to, like you want to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you just like be engaged and like you know maybe you have an opinion or you know you want there to be some like understanding that's what it is understanding and a lot of times like without certain details it's hard for me to cultivate that understanding and like really have anything to say back so then I'm probably just gonna be like oh okay like cool (laughs) um so like things like that or just like I'm a very very um visual like learner and, and and I process information very visually 
Um, and I'm going to get into all of that, even like the way I, like the way I think is in pictures oftentimes. I don't, I don't really think in like words or anything like that. Um, and so like, you know, he was telling me things that like had to do with like geographical locations and like, I guess that was like a really big deal. Cause like, he was like telling me like things that was going on for him at work and like, I couldn't like put it all together and then like be excited or like happy for him I feel like in like a way that I typically would if I understood but like I didn't understand because like I couldn't envision like these regions or like what he was talking about I just I didn't get it and I didn't um I didn't feel comfortable um saying that out loud and it being like hey I need more clarification (laughs) um and like you might be like, well, why? <laughs> and part of it is just because, well, one, I feel like, well, I know. I know that people expect me in general to function or be a way that I'm not naturally. And that's something that is clear to me. Um, and, you know, coming again to masking, which I didn't know I was doing at the time. I think I was just like saving face a little bit. I also wasn't very aware. So it takes me a, a good amount of time to process things in general. Um, but especially emotions, um, something that neurodiverse people or neurodivergent people um, often experience is what's called alexithymia. And so that's a that's a difficulty with kind of pinpointing your emotions or like knowing what you're feeling now I'll say that I have a lot of emotional intelligence um but I need time to like understand or like identify what the emotions are and a lot of times in that time I end up shutting down and like I don't I may shut down or just kind of retreat and like you know focus on something else um and so I think that's a lot of what was happening there for me um, but yeah, and so, like, that was happening, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm notorious at, um, being terrible at painting my nails, I'm a shitty nail painter, um, I know this about myself, it's really not a skill that anyone needs to have, <laughs> like, but, like, I was decided I was gonna paint my nails for whatever reason, and, like, um, I kept fucking it up and, like, taking it off. He, like, he, like, teased me about it. And I was, like, super self-conscious. And, like, my RSD was kicking in. Projection-sensitive dysphoria. We'll get into that. Um, so if you're, like, man, I was, like, you're talking about a lot of things and a lot of terms, like, I've never even heard of. I know. Like, I'm gonna get into them as the podcast continues. But I really wanted to start with the story of burnout. Because I really want people to understand how this impacts people's lives neurodivergence folks lives in a very real way um so yeah um I I, I was I'm a super sensitive to to that rejection um or a perceived rejection so it's not even always actual rejection like you 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 just you might perceive something to be rejection um so I I kind of felt rejected um other things I kind of felt rejected like Nikki hates Steven Universe I love Steven Universe I'm like you're like okay like it's just a cartoon (laughs) and it is it is literally just a cartoon it's not even that big of a deal but like for me Steven Universe it it represents or like it embodies a lot of values that I hold personally um and I think it's a phenomenal show 
um, to teach children about emotional intelligence, to teach healthy boundaries and communication and relationships. And um, it's also super cute, <laughs> uh, just like aesthetically. But um, yeah, so like, I think like subconsciously in hindsight, again, I didn't know this at the time, but like in hindsight, like it, it felt a little bit like a, like he didn't like me or like, you know, like my values or like something like that. Um, and the same thing around astrology. So like, I'm super into astrology, you know, at this point, like I had been into it for about a year, like it was heavy on my mind, like things I wanted to like talk about or whatever. And that wasn't really received and like so much so to I felt like I couldn't even talk about it you know like people talk about things and we're not always like oh my god I love it too but then you know we just listen whatever but like it was a kind of like oh let's shut this conversation down and so like I again kind of felt yeah reject it right um and also just being a person who <laughs> a person who has restrictive interests I, that was, like, a big part of, like, what I envisioned in the vacation of, like, things I might talk about, right? Um, and that's something that I do often is, like, I create, like, these stories of, like, how a social situation might go. And if you're, like, <laughs> if you work with neurodivergent people or kids with autism, you're probably like, oh, so you create your own social stories? I do. I didn't realize that before, but I do. But the thing is, because I create them myself, they're often wrong. <laughs> so how I think a social situation might go and how majority of people would probably think it would go often doesn't line up. So yeah, like I was just kind of already like out of sorts, like dysregulated about that. Um... I was also, like, just very upset about, like, my suitcase and, like, my packing because, like, the suitcase I wanted didn't come in and, like, I had stuff, all the stuff in the, in the suitcase and it was, like, falling out and everywhere and I couldn't manage and it was hard to find things because I'm so visual and if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. And then I didn't want to leave everything all over the floor because I didn't want to look like a messy slob, even though, you know, the shoe fits. <laughs> I was not ready to wear it, though. So, like... <laughs> like there was all these things going on inside of me like very internally and um you know the first day we like hung out like we went out to Malibu and like we were we were driving back like back away from Malibu whatever we were driving on the PCH and like I was like, oh, I want to play music. So that was, like, one of, like, the, the social stories I had created for myself. So I made all these playlists, like, for the trip. And I was like, yeah, like, this is a great time. I'm going to play this playlist. So I, like, wanted to connect my phone to the car. And then, like, he couldn't because he was driving. And you can't connect the phone while you drive. So, <coughs> excuse me. And so, like, I, he gave me his phone to play music. And I'm like, oh, problem solved, right? No thing is is that playlists are so helpful for me because I don't keep a lot of like names of people and songs in my head um so then I didn't really know what music I wanted to play like I knew I wanted to play that playlist but I didn't know what music I wanted to play um and then like I 
yeah, so I was, like, stressed about that because, like, now I wasn't going to be able to play my playlist. And then, like, on the spot, I'm just like, well, what random song do I pick? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I chose one, but, like, it took me a while. Uh, <laughs> and, like, even finding, even finding, like, his music app on his phone, like, set me off a little bit because, like, I'm not technologically savvy and I have some some motor some fine motor issues and like spatial reasoning issues and things like that and so like I couldn't find it I'm like where do you keep it on your phone and so he's like just search it and I'm just like oh damn like yeah I should have just searched it I'm like oh my god I'm so dumb so I'm like having this like internal narrative in my head about that and I'm just like so in my head about all this stuff like I'm not even like enjoying the PCH (laughs) I'm like this beautiful view on the side of me and he's like this would be like a really like nice picture like video I'm like oh yeah <laughs> it would be but like I'm not even present enough to like to do that or like think of that on my own um so it's just like super in myself um super wrapped up I feel like there might have been a couple of other points okay so yeah so then we're like day two day two it's morning time and, like, we had been up for, like, a few hours, like, not doing much of anything, which I'm totally okay with. Um, so, I have a few mo- modes. So, like, my, like, default modes are sit and, like, think about theories and past events and possibly future events or ideas. Um, sit and hyper-focus on research around, like, theories or something that I want to do or buy or, like, art or whatever. Um, or, like, be up and, like, very physically active. (laughs) Those are my modes. Those are usually, like, I'm in one of those three modes. Um, but the thing about, like, being up and, like, being active is that while I suck at implementing routines, I am a, like, a creature of routine. Um, so, like, if I'm at home, I'm typically gonna, like, just kind of be up and do the same sorts of things in the morning. If I'm at someone else's house... I don't know where to begin. Um, and unless like I already like had a plan and like I, I, I scheduled it, right? And I wrote it out of like what I'm gonna do in the morning, which I did not do. Um, because like you're on vacation and like you know on vacations you don't have plans, right? Or allegedly, but like I need to. <laughs> so like we're just kinda up and like I'm just like not really moving because I struggle to initiate tasks and I'm just kinda like dilly daddling around he's like working but then I think he's actually kind of waiting on me but I didn't know that at the time so like so then like eventually I figured it out I'm like okay I'm like getting dressed but then I didn't really like understand the plan for the day and I took way longer to get dressed than like necessary because we was just going to the store to buy me a toothbrush that I forgot because you know packing I forget things um (laughs) so like that's going on and like I am just, like, while I'm getting ready, just this overwhelms building one, because I think I didn't realize that, like, maybe he was waiting on me to, like, kind of get started or start our day. Um, like, two, like, again, like, the packing situation and, like, the clothes, like, very overwhelming. Um, and, like, at this point, like, I'm getting a bit, like, hyposensitive to sensory input. Um, so I can fluctuate between, like, hyper and hyposensitive. So hyper is, like, you're very sensitive to input and like, you know, things might sound really loud or feel really intense when they are, you know, not like that for most other people. 
Um, hypo is the opposite of where you don't feel as much. So, like, I think I, like, broke a pair of glasses because I was, like, sitting on my glasses and, like, I couldn't feel them. Um, so I was, like, embarrassed about that. You see, he's like, you, you, you don't feel that, like, underneath you? And, like, I didn't. Um, and then I think, like, it might have been that day or the day before. I don't know. Like, we had, like, conversations. It was just, like, not our way of life. And, like, you know, I don't have any official, like, documentation or brain scans, but I feel like it's pretty safe to say that Nikki's a very neurotypical person, and so, like, it was just, like, a stark contrast for me of, like, oh, we think very differently, very differently, like, even just of, like, how to start the day, and, like, his day is, like, very, like, millionaire, start your highest, hardest task and get up at 6 a.m., I don't know, I don't know if that's all true, (laughs) I'm embellishing, (laughs) but like um but like I'm like okay like actually like I like to just like get up and clean first and usually like gets me in a better mood or whatever either that or like exercise but it just depends on the day um but like he was like oh clean like he's like yeah so you just start your day with like the easiest thing which the answer to that is yes um which I'll get into more again in the future but Starting with easier tasks for people with like ADHD and other conditions is actually a really helpful strategy because you build up dopamine and you build up momentum versus like starting with your hardest tasks. Um, you, you can then just get overwhelmed and shut down and then like you probably don't even finish your hardest tasks or any other tasks. Um, so I was, so he was like, yeah, you just started like the easiest task or whatever. And I was like, I don't, I don't think cleaning is easy. <laughs> he's like he just wipes stuff down and so like i'm just like embarrassed because like a lot of cleaning has lots of steps like laundry lots of steps um just like yeah cleaning things in, in different areas of your home like you gotta go get supplies you might have to let things sit you have to come back and wipe them down and maybe you have to rinse or like whatever like a lot of times in cleaning like there are multiple steps to get things clean so um as someone who has trouble following multi-step directions or staying focused with multi-step tasks um that can be really difficult for me um so but I will say that cleaning is relaxing and oftentimes unless I'm like trying to impress somebody and I'm rushing or whatever depending on my intention cleaning is relaxing um so it's it's a great way to start my day but like you know I'm just feeling down about that feeling bad about that um we go get this toothbrush right we're having some conversations and like I can't like answer some of the questions because I can't picture some of the things in my head to like answer the questions and like I'm feeling dumb and like I feel I'm trying to figure out what to talk about but I'm just increasingly increasingly building up with angst and also like before we got in the car too I think I on the way like I mentioned that like I was feeling overwhelmed and so like he said to me he's just kind of like overwhelmed about what I'm like I was just like yeah why am I overwhelmed there's no reason for me to be overwhelmed because you know I I think I'm a neurotypical person like you know and there's no objective reason for me to like be overwhelmed right now um and so I'm just like oh my god like I'm ruining this I'm ruining the vacation like all of this stuff going on um trying to like stuff the overwhelm down but you know when you try to stuff things away they get bigger and bigger and they grow and so like we get to the store which was like the Amazon store by the way like I was I was like one of the places I really wanted to go (laughs) 
I'm such a nerd, but like, I only had to get to the Amazon store because I definitely thought it was gonna be like way more futuristic. Like, I thought it was about to be like some iRobot type shit, but it's a regular ass grocery store store with like some smart carts. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, like we get there. I'm having a hard time talking. I'm having a hard time just like making any kind of conversation. Uh, my mannerisms are becoming like increasingly odd, I would say, and just kind of like my walking patterns are like taking space. Because um, one thing about um, autism in general is that autistic people need time and space. So like literal time and space to calm down most of the time. Um, and so, like, I'm starting to, I think, need that space, and I'm getting, like, even more, um, not, I feel like repulsed is a strong word, but I'm gonna go with it, because, I don't know, more repulsed by touch. Um, so I'm not a touchy person in general, um, but, you know, I'm, I can touch my friends, you know, I can be closer to my friends, um, but, like, People, when I am in a state of distress, I don't like to be touched. Unless, like, we have, like, a very intimate relationship. Like, I I, I can really only name, like, one person, like, at the time, which is my sister. <laughs> Who would probably be, like, I would be okay, like, with, like, touch if I'm, like, truly decompensating. Um, so, yeah, like, that's happening. Um, and then, like... We get the toothbrush. We go to get water. He goes to the bathroom. I buy us some waters. But, like, in that time, that's when the panic, like, really started to hit me. Like, I couldn't breathe. My breathing was really shallow. I, my, my vision was, like, bl- blurry. Like, I couldn't see that well. And, you know, like, I, I go to check out and I'm, like, putting my card in the card reader all wrong. And, like... Um, and I'm, like, frantically trying to, like, find my best friend's number. I'm, like, I'm calling up my girl, like, Tasia, like, I'm, like, are you home? Like, and, 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 I, and I don't even know if I'm using full sentences at this point. She's, like, what's wrong? I'm, like, nothing, I'm nothing, I'm just, I'm just coming over. <laughs> like, just coming over. I'm coming over now. Um, it's, so, like, that happened. And, like, he's back, and I'm just, like, silent and, like, like a stone. And, like, he buys, he buys water. And, like, I'm just standing there. And, like, we go out to leave or whatever. He, like, he tells me some stuff, whatever, whatever. We get to the car. I'm, like, I'm, like, oh, like, I bought you this water. (laughs) And he just looks at me and he's just, like, but, like, why did you just, like, sit down and buy water? And, like, I was just, like, I just looked. I looked down and and I saw he had vitamin water. And I was, like, but could you want vitamin water? Like, yeah, I just I thought you wanted vitamin water. <laughs> and so he just like looks at me and he's just like Okay, that was sweet. I'll drink it later and then do But obviously like I could tell, like I mean I don't know what his exact emotion was, but I I certainly know that it was like not amusement. <laughs> it was not amusement, it was not like joy. Like it was just like what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Um, and so, like, you know, I, I can notice all of these things, even though I can't, like, necessarily, like, control what's happening. So, again, I'm just, like, embarrassed. And, like, I don't know how to say, like, oh, I bought, I didn't say anything to you because I didn't notice you were buying water because I was dissociating from my body. Um, I didn't know how to say that. And, um, I also feel like I didn't know 
as we had just kind of like started to rekindle our friendship and whatnot, like I didn't know if it was a safe space to even say that. I also didn't necessarily like, connect that I was having a panic attack at the time, despite being a therapist. But like you know, when you are in crisis, your 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 smart brain, your prefrontal cortex, it goes offline. Um, it's really hard to make rational, helpful decisions, and that's why you practice a lot of that when you're calm. Um, so. Yeah, that's happening. I'm like, yo, I gotta go. I gotta go to my homegirl's house. Like, can you can you drop me off, like, or whatever? And so, like, he was really shocked. And, like, he was just like, whoa. Like, now? Like, because we were supposed to go like, get food. I'm, like, keep hanging out that day. And, like, I was like, now, nah, like, I gotta go. And, like, he was just like, oh, like, I was having like, a good time. And, like, I was actually really shocked to hear that. Um, I, 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 I didn't know. Uh, and so, like, that's part of, like, you know, rejection, like, sensitive dysphoria, um, and things it's like you can just like interpret things around you a bit different than they're happening or or even I can sometimes interpret people's feelings on typically like pretty spot on in general especially if they're bigger emotions but I'm pretty close in that vicinity like I don't know what's going on in people's heads at the end of the day and like I can I can misread things or I can be hypersensitive and think like if someone has a pensive face that they're actually angry when they, they're just like thinking or whatever. I don't know. Um, so that was the first part of the great unmasking. Um, so I'm hopping on postscript. I cut it off a little choppy there. Um, but it is what it is. You know what? There's editors for that. When I get a budget for editors, they'll edit the shit out of it. It'll be great. Um, anyway, I don't want the episodes to be too long, so I am going to go ahead and just kind of leave it there. I wanted to just say real quick, too, so, like, all of these things were happening, all of these, um, you know, just various, like, little things throughout the day. I guess you could kind of think of them, like, as microaggressions, right? You know, like, the first time, like, someone's like, you're pretty for a black girl. You're like, okay, weird, whatever. You know, but, like, the 99th time, you're like, fuck everybody. Um, and then also, like, maybe, like, internalizing that, too. Like, well, like, am I even pretty? Um, are black women even pretty? Um, so thinking about it kind of, like, in that context of, like, that snowball effect. And also, um, I, I kind of, like, obviously I didn't like share everything about my trip because like my 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 objective isn't like to tell people's business um like I'm telling my experience um and that's gonna involve other people for sure uh but I still want to be just respectful of people's privacy but like what I'll say in some is just like I feel like a major trigger for me during that trip was noticing I, I'm no I'm just like scared to say this because I'm like Angela, you're gonna sound like a fucking hater and like really I swear to god like I am not hating um I'm actually very happy for all of my friends and people's success um but spending time with him I really like notice you know I craved the same sort of like stability and luxury or even just like and like um and I don't mean just like financially but like also just like a calm presence um but and 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 also um 
just like confidence, um, just like confidence. And those are things that like I, I crave and like have been trying to create for myself. And so I think kind of seeing that and seeing where I was really struggling to create those realities in my own life um, just unleashed a lot of insecurity and like feelings of inferiority. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's real shit. Um, cause we're real humans. Um, that's some shit I was going through <laughs> and I'm proud to say I'm making progress and living and learning and all that good stuff. All right. Episode two, I'll tell you about the second part of my LA trip and the great unmasking. And then we'll go from there. See you next time.